RTHK, the news at 11 o'clock with Andrew Shirovsky. Tonight's headlines, Hong Kong's economy shrinks by 3.5%, the third time in four years the economy has recorded negative growth. More government COVID advisors back calls for an independent inquiry into the government's handling of the pandemic. And the police seize methamphetamine with a street value of nearly $60 million from a convenience store in Kuntong. The Hong, Kong, the Hong Kong economy shrank by 3.5% last year. According to advance estimates by the government, that's worse than the previous estimate of a 3.2% contraction. It's also the third time in four years that the economy has recorded negative growth. The government blamed the decline on the worsening external environment, but says an improvement in private consumption since the second quarter is cause for optimism. Michelle Lam, a Greater China economist at Societe General Corporate Investment Banking, says the contraction was worse than expected, but she expects the economy to rebound with the easing of COVID curbs. So, of course, uh, with the removal of the, most of the COVID restrictions last year, the consumption of households should continue to improve, and uh, China's reopening should also offer a boost to the tourism sectors in Hong Kong, which has been suffering the most over the last few years. But Ms. Lam also warned of headwinds hindering a full recovery, such as a global recession and weak export demand. The People's Daily says Beijing and Washington should play a major role in promoting the recovery of the global economy. The call in the official newspaper of the Communist Party's Central Committee comes just ahead of the expected visit to China by U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken. Priscilla Ng reports. The editorial said the U.S. is unable to let go of its obsession with treating Beijing as a strategic competitor, leading to strained relations. It said it's the general hope of the international community that China and the U.S. can work together to find a way to get along, add stability to a turbulent world, promote the post-pandemic global economic recovery, respond to climate change, and solve regional issues. U.S. officials earlier said Antony Blinken will discuss Russia's military offensive in Ukraine with Beijing officials during a trip to Beijing on Sunday and Monday. It will be the first visit to China by America's top diplomat since 2018. White House National Security Spokesman John Kirby told reporters that the Secretary of State would seek to get talks on issues such as the two countries' militaries and climate change restored and revitalized. In November, President Xi Jinping and his U.S. counterpart, Joe Biden, pledged to increase communication between their two governments during a meeting in Indonesia. More government pandemic advisors have backed a call for an independent inquiry into Hong Kong's response to COVID-19, saying it would be more comprehensive than an internal review within the administration. Hong Kong U professors Wallace Lau and Ivan Hung spoke up a day after Chief Executive John Lee said he saw no need for an independent probe. They say any such inquiry should aim at looking for room for improvement. Dr. Lau said COVID hit the elderly particularly hard, and it was vitally important to protect them when the next pandemic hits. An overall evaluation is necessary so that we can take better care of the elderly and prepare the healthcare system for pandemics. For example, it's needed to develop and improve our primary health care system. Legislator Yan Chan says there's no need for an independent probe that could take months to complete. She says experts should voice their views now so the government can make changes swiftly. 
Police officers have seized suspected methamphetamine from a convenience store in Kuantong. Officers raided the store yesterday and seized around 100 kilograms of the drug. Inspector Chu Siulong said the batch had a street value of around $57 million. This operation has prevented the drugs from entering the market. We also believe it's hit the income source of the triads and syndicate behind it. A 22-year-old shop owner has been arrested and charged with trafficking dangerous drugs. And to the weather forecast, mainly fine overnight, but visibility will be rather low in some areas tomorrow. Sunny intervals with temperatures in the region of 17 to 22 degrees. Moderate easterly winds becoming fresh tomorrow and occasionally strong offshore. The outlook windier and cool with a few rain patches in the following couple of days. Rain will be more frequent on Saturday. And the rain gradually easing off with brighter weather earlier next week. Right now at the observatory, the temperature is 20 degrees Celsius with the relative humidity 82%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is now 5 minutes past 11. A concern group for subdivided flat tenants says the government must ensure there's enough social support for people moving into light public housing units in Kai Tak. Officials plan to build more than 10,000 temporary flats on Olympic Avenue. Some have argued it will overwhelm the neighborhood and undermine the district's positioning as a core business hub. Lai Kien Kwok, a member of the Hong Kong Subdivided Flats Concerning Platform, spoke about the need to offer resources to those moving in. Most of them are low-income family. They may need much of social service to support their life. So I think uh, the government needs to concern whether they will uh, deploy more social service or even have some uh, additional social service agency or, or center over there. Otherwise, the residents who already settled over there, they, their resources may be decreased or, or deducted. Cross-border students have started returning to Hong Kong schools for face-to-face classes after the Lunar New Year holiday. Despite pandemic restrictions that remain in place, most of them seem more than happy to be getting back to their classrooms, as Vanessa Cheng reports. With a daily quota for cross-border travelers and no separate arrangements in place for students yet, pupils are required to reserve a slot to cross the border and undergo PCR tests before heading to school each day. But many said the trouble is worth it because they're eager to get back to school. 30 of them returned to the Fong Kai No. 1 primary school in Shengshou. A primary 5 student surnamed Chao told RTHK he's very happy to be back after a three-year absence. I woke up before 6 today, but I normally woke up at 7.30 for online classes. I was only able to see my classmates and teachers online during the pandemic. I want to come back to school and I'm happy to see them again. It's worth waking up early. The Education Bureau has announced that the quarter system is expected to end next week for cross-border secondary school students, although primary and kindergarten pupils will have to wait until the end of the month. Chow's father said he simply couldn't wait for the current requirements to be scrapped. It's troublesome, but it's worth it. My son hasn't gone to school for such a long time. We had to queue up for an hour for the PCR test, but attending online classes for three years was having a huge effect on my son. He couldn't focus, and there were no social interactions. So we just hope he can come back as soon as possible. But one of the returning students admitted to feeling a bit stressed coming back to school. I gained more than 10 kilos of weight in the past three years, and some of my classmates couldn't recognize me. But still, they are so affectionate towards me, and it's a strange feeling. 
I'm afraid to interact with others after having online classes for three years. The Fong Kai School's principal Chu Wai Lam said he hopes the government can announce its arrangements to facilitate the smooth return later this month of all students who live on the mainland as soon as possible. Vendors who moved into the new fabric market in Shamshui Po say they're happy with the hygiene environment there, but they're also worried that their business will suffer because of its relatively remote location. Leung Pak Hei has the story. The new Shamshui Po fabric market is now open for business. 16 stores moved into the new venue on Tong Chao Street after the old market on Yan Chao Street closed to make way for public housing. The old market was home to 49 stores. One of the store owners who moved into the new venue, Mr. Leung, says he's expecting a substantial drop in business. The new market is cleaner and much better than the old market. The old one was humid and could get as hot as 40 degrees Celsius during summer. But the new market is remote and hasn't been publicized. I'll be very happy if I can keep 30% of my existing business. Miss Young was one of the customers who visited the new market. She says she enjoyed her shopping experience. There are lies in the old market. The new market is clean and spacious. The chairman of the Sham Shui Po District Council, Cham Tak Sheng, says he hopes authorities can improve accessibility to the new market in order to boost business there. The Food and Environmental Hygiene Department says the Sham Shui Po fabric market can accommodate a total of 53 stores. Twelve more are slated to open from May while the remaining 25 will be put up for auction next week. The LPGA has cancelled its Blue Bay tournament, which was to be held on Hainan Island. Tour organizers said this year's events couldn't go ahead because of what they called ongoing COVID-related matters. Aaron Tam reports. Other than the Beijing Winter Olympics, which was held in a closed loop in February of last year, the mainland has cancelled or postponed most major sporting events over the last few years. But what sets the cancellation of the Blue Bay event apart is that it comes after authorities dismantled most COVID restrictions in early December and lifted the nation's border controls. The LPGA said the tournament on the Southern Island had been scrapped after guidance from the China Golf Association, or CGA, which regulates the sport in the country. But it stressed that it very much looks forward to returning to Hainan in 2024. The CGA said in a statement that the event had been cancelled due to the epidemic and other related reasons after consultations with the LPGA. It was to have run from March the 9th to the 12th and was one of seven events in Asia scheduled on the 2023 LPGA Tour. It is the fifth year in a row the Hainan tournament won't take place. It was not included in the LPGA schedule in 2019, cancelled in 2020 and 2021 because of the pandemic, and then not included again last year. The 2.1 million US dollar LPGA Shanghai is still scheduled for mid-October. It too has been cancelled for the past three years. 
Myanmar has announced that its state of emergency will be extended by six months. State media say the National Defense and Security Council approved the request made by the junta leader as the country marked the second anniversary of a coup that ousted Aung San Suu Kyi's government. The United Nations, for its part, expressed concern about the situation in Myanmar. Tom Andrews is the UN special investigator for the country. People of Myanmar um, have been under uh, assault, um, not by a foreign military uh, invading its uh, borders, but by um, what is tantamount to them to be a foreign occupying military power uh, that has uh, assaulted their human rights, their democracy, their government, um, and so much about their, about their country. Uh, it is a, a tragedy of immense proportions. Inflation in Pakistan has risen to its highest rate in almost 50 years as the country's economic turmoil continues. Here's the BBC's Ambarasan Itirajan. Pakistan's economy is in turmoil with foreign currency reserves dropping below $4 billion, badly enough to cover a month's imports. A team from the International Monetary Fund is currently in the country holding talks with officials to unlock a bailout loan of $1.1 billion. Analysts believe under current conditions it may be a challenge for the government to fulfill some of the IMF's requirements such as further removing subsidies and raising taxes. Up to half a million workers in Britain are taking part in strikes, causing major disruption to education, transport and other services. Most of the disputes are a result of state-employed workers' anger at being offered pay rises which lag way behind the inflation rate. The British government insists it has no more money to offer striking workers in the current economic climate. The BBC's Chris Mason reports. After a winter of industrial action, the diary peppered with strikes here and there. Today, a series of strikes unprecedented in this current wave of unrest. Ministers insist spiralling prices, inflation is the bogeyman they want to floor. Labour claim the Conservatives have deliberately stoked conflict, a charge strenuously denied by the government. Bluntly, there is entrenched disagreement and a calendar being filled with yet more strikes. In sports, LeBron James has reached another milestone in the NBA. The L.A. Lakers superstar is now fourth on all-time assists. He recorded his first triple-double of the season against the New York Knicks last night with 28 points, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds. The Lakers beat the Knicks 129-123 to in overtime. King James now has 10,338 assists in his career, moving past Steve Nash on the all-time list. It's, it's amazing um, because... Um, that's just, you know, what I love to do and, and get my guys involved and, you know, um, I'm trying to put the ball on time and on target with my guys, um, throughout, throughout the course of my career. And, you know, with another great group that, uh, allows me to, um, um, see the space and see the, um, the floor and I'm able to get it to him and try to get it to him, um, you know, with the right type of, um, pass. He's now within 89 points of breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record. And that's the news, sports, and weather from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time 
end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time and to one and all, wherever you are, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to 45 minutes of music from a bygone era. If you'd like to choose a song, it's dead easy. Just send me an email, radiopete at gmail, with the first one for your entertainment tonight. A lovely old song from none other than Dean Martin. Together, at last, When the moon hits your eye like a bigger pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. Bells will ring, tingle-ling-a-ling, tingle-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing Vita Bella. Hearts will play tippy-tippy-tay, tippy-tippy-tay, like a guitar and When the stars make you drool, just like a pasta fuzzle, that's amore. When you dance down the street with a cloud at your feet, you're in love. When you walk in a dream, but you know you're not dreaming, signore. Excuse me, but you see back in old Napoli, that's more. That's amore Bells will ring Ting-a-ling-a-ling Ting-a-ling-a-ling And you sing Vita Bella Vita Bella Vita Bella Hearts will play Tippy-tippy-tay Tippy-tippy-tay Like a guitar Della Lucky fella When the Stars make you drool Just like pasta fuzzle That's amore But you know you're not dreaming, signore. Excuse me, but you see back in old Napoli. 